Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. Well, 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 we meet again, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, it's the Beer Show here on 1500 ESPN. Online, you can find us at 1500ESPN.com. My name is Chris Reavers, and by my side is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. We are live once again wow. at the Minnesota State Fair. Hard to believe it's been a year, but oh my God, I love the fair shows. Uh, our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits are always here with us, as, as they have been for five years. Ryan is here representing Elevated this evening. How are you, man? I'm doing really well, man. You know what? I just had my first Oktoberfest, which is uh, That's almost so no, 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 no. Already? <laughs> no. It's almost for me. It's almost more of a sign that summer's over than the fair itself. But I However, do love, I do love Oktoberfest. It's a beer, really so. good style, and uh, the one I had was from Summit. Really, you know what's more Minnesota than Summit? Right, right? At the fair. So <laughs> good choice. Uh, yeah, just it just so happens too <laughs> that we have Summit here with us this evening. We've got we got Damien, the head brewer over there, with us to talk a little bit about what they're up to at the fair. All right, so Damien, let me ask you a question. I mean, you guys are obviously identified as Minnesota's craft beer in Summit. You guys have been at it for. 30 plus years. Is it 32 now? Yeah. 30, you, you, 32 years? You stop counting after about the first 20 sure. So, But is the State Fair bittersweet knowing that the, the, the corner is about to be turned? Or do you guys celebrate it, you know, just like you would any other seasonal change at Summit Brewing Company? I think it's a, it's a fantastic way of uh, getting our beers out there to the, you know, the, the great Minnesota drinking public. <laughs> but also it's a, you know, it's, it's essentially it's a... a a, a giant party if you want i mean there's, there's, sure. a, there's an awful lot of other brewers represented out here as well so it's a, a great way of showcasing minnesota brewing in general and it also allows us to kind of reconnect with with a lot of our uh, core supporters here okay demo i noticed that you know summit is minnesota's beer but you have a clear and obvious australian accent exactly, so i'm actually from uh, from iowa oh from iowa yeah, yeah, okay yeah, yeah. so how yeah. did you make it all the way to summit <laughs> from dublin brewer? ohio from yeah. dublin ohio how did you make it to summit how did how did you hear about being head brewer here I, well I, I originally uh studied brewing science for about five years in the uk and then i worked for this small up-and-coming brewery called Guinness over there for, Never uh, for heard a year or two. Well, they may make it, they may okay. not. <laughs> it's on the fence. And uh, then I was fortunate enough to be uh, dragged across the, the pond to hang out with uh, Uncle Sam about 20 years ago, and someone's been stuck with me for about the last 16 years. So ha- has it been that long? It's, it's, uh, well, it's kind of like how long someone's been in existence. Once you've been uh, you know, at someone for about 10 years working, you kind of you forget the rest of it. Sure. So it's, uh, it's, it's a great brewery to work for. As you mentioned, Chris, it is really an icon of, of Minnesota right. craft brewing. And what I really uh, get excited about and really enjoy is the connection that the brewery has with the community mm-hmm. here in the Twin Cities. And going back to your point, the State Fair in general. Yeah. And it, it's a great place to work, and it's a great way to connect with people. Well, and what I've always places. kind of seen as almost like the 30,000-foot view is, you know, we've had, whether it's Mark or whoever on, on this show throughout the years that we've been doing it is, 
everyone that's there has said the same thing. They just enjoy being a part of what Summit has continued to build over these last couple of decades. And, and the impression that I get is it's, it's one of two things, or maybe it's the combination of both. It's the fact that, A, they're making great beer, but, B, the environment is so fantastic. And as you mentioned earlier, too, the community involvement and things of that nature, it just makes it, makes it a really good representation of craft beer in this state. I, I agree, and I think I like to tell people that we, we don't take ourselves very seriously at the brewery. You know, you know, Mark and I are fairly easygoing blokes, but we take what we do pretty seriously because at the end of the day, Chris, hardworking people are putting their hard-earned cash mm. across the counter, down the pub, down the liquor store for our beer. And I want to ensure that every time they put their cash down for our beer, they're going to get a great drinking experience. That beer is going to be as good as it possibly can and be. And you guys have achieved that. I mean, your, your consistency is spot on. I mean, you guys go above and beyond to maintain that consistency and make sure that that product is the same every single time someone purchases that EPA or that Saga, whatever it is from Summit. That's not necessarily, that's not normal uh, in this industry. Maybe, maybe it was, you know, years ago, but it's not so much these days. Um, it's a testament to how you guys have been great stewards for this industry and really have helped build what we have here today. I mean, I look around at the State Fair, and it's like there's like 20 specialty beers out here, and it seems so ubiquitous. However, even a short time ago, even when we were doing the show here, you know, five, six years ago, it wasn't like that. Right. I mean, there was like mini donut beers. The, like the, the Guild had a few beers up there at the, at the tasting area. And yeah, so things have changed uh, When When, when someone started, you know, uh, selling beer out here at the fair 20 years ago, there was no strong beer. It was a 3 mm. two, It was 3-2. 3-2 oh, wow. right. operation. Yep. So we had to brew a special version of extra pale ale at 3-2 by weight, 4.1 by volume, just for the fair. And rather than take our existing EPA, which is about 5% and dilute it down, we literally created a brand new recipe based on the flavor profile of EPA just for the fair. But back then, 20 years ago, there wasn't a whole lot of other brewers. But out you're here. selling a massive amount of beer here, so it's worth doing, right? I, I th- the connection is important, though. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also important to... To realize that when people come to the fair, they do want to try something new, but they like to see their their stalwarts. They like to see beers that they've they've known for quite a few years that they know they can count on as well. Because not everyone wants to be drinking the the next hippest beer all night long. They might mm-hmm. try one of these one-off beers sure. that are a wee bit different, but they also want to maybe grab an extra pale ale or a saga. So when uh, the plans were in place for Summit uh, to be to be bringing their beer to the Minnesota State Fair at 3.2% alcohol. How much sneering under the breath did the head brewer do going? <laughs> was it quite a bit, I'm guessing? There, well, I'm sure there was uh, some choice Irish slang words used uh, back in the day when right. we had to brew that 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 uh, 3.2% by weight. Is, because, it worth, uh, is it worth bringing that back as the session EPA? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's on trend, right? But in all honesty, from a, from a creative standpoint, I, I, I have to imagine when you sink your heart and soul and this is your product this is your baby and you have to dilute it down it's got to be a bit of a personal pride hit isn't it uh, just a tad well what how we approached it was we're not going to dilute it down we're going to take the profile the flavor the aroma of epa and then we're going to take the alcohol down a wee bit okay which is a really challenging thing to do i like to tell people that beers with lower abv and, and lower levels of bitterness Harder fairly to make. challenging, harder yeah. to make. Yeah. You know, I, you can hide a double decker bus inside of a pint of double IPA. Right. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere to hide inside of a Pilsner or, for example, a 4.1% ABV sure. pale ale. Sure. If there's any flaws in technique or, or process or ingredients, they're going to pop straight away. Damo, so, what'd you make for so, this this fair? So this year we, going back to that argument about you know no flaws in our beers, uh, we created a Hellas Lager, which is only 4.3% ABV. 
Brought in some nice new hop varieties from the West Coast, some experimental hops. Dry hopped the beer, which we don't normally dry hop uh, lagers at, at Summit. Mm -hmm. And then we added a wee bit of uh, some, from, uh, some fresh blood orange as well. So it's a very, very crisp, very, very clean, drinkable beer. It's got some interesting um, stone fruit aromas. But it's also something you can have a couple of. I, I want right. people to go back and, and have a few jars. You know, beer is a social beverage. You are making this man to my left That's just right. smile on the inside. Beer is a social beverage. You should be able to have more than one pint, whether mm. you're, you're down the pub watching the Vikes kick the living daylights out of the Packers or whether you're on the, on the, on the back patio with the family on a Sunday afternoon, you should be able to have a couple of beers. Sure. And, and when, if you're going to create a beer where eh, maybe you're only aiming to sell one at a time to one consumer, that's not really, I think, the way to go. Damien is the head brewer here with Summit Brewing Company here on the Beer Show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Both of their locations in South Minneapolis at Hiawatha and 42nd and in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. The newest Beer Show member is here live in studio. Uh, so, Ryan, when you guys uh, bring on a guest like Summit during the fair, what are we exactly promoting? I mean, outside of the fact that you can find their beer here, but there's still beer to be sold in your stores during the state fair. Well, right, but my first thought when having someone on as the guest for the first state fair uh, beer show, it's it's that it's Summit, right? Right. I mean, it is Minnesota. It's St. Paul, right. It's it's, uh, it's about as good as it gets. So there's that, of course. But, again, we've got this uh, this awesome state fair Hellas that's available. And, and Damo, where is that? Where can uh, everybody find it? So, so available just for the state fair all 12 days over at the International Bazaar cool. at uh, the Summit booth and, and Shanghai Henry. So we, we partner with Hank Hanton over there at at Henry's for quite a few years to create just a, a specially one-off beer. And Hank's a great advocate, a great supporter of, of Minnesota beer in general, but, but Summit in particular. That's cool. That is really yeah. cool. And, and again, it, it almost has become where a lot of these tap rooms that are, you know, not battling with each other, but there's competition. Now inside of here, there's, there, it's, 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 there's a lot of competition here because this has become such a destination place to try all these different things. I can't tell you how many times I get asked about what should I try when I right. come out here. That's a lot of pressure, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, the nice thing about the craft beer consumer is that they want to try different things, right? Not sure. all these things are great, and they sometimes learn the hard way, but, you know, it's nice to have some options. Yeah. For sure. and, 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 and the other great thing about the craft beer consumer is they want flavor, they want character, they want quality, they want consistency. Right. So while they may want something different, right, from your, your store on a regular basis, they also want to be able to go back and try the beers that they know, that they love, that they respect, and they can count on. So I think there's there's room for both approaches right. to work in the industry. And someone does a good job of doing both, I think. And, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about this transitional time of year, the, you know, the season change into fall. We've got the bonfire box that just became available at, uh, at both Elevateds. It's, it's there right now. Tell us a little bit about that variety pack. I know uh, we've got a new beer in there as well. Right, so we, we've moved away from a kind of a, a seasonal-based approach to variety packs to one that's based more around a, a, a theme. And with the fall variety pack, the Bonfire Box, we've, we've got classic beers like Extra Pale Ale and Oktoberfest in there. We've also included our, our Keller Pills, which just won a, a, a medal at the World Beer Cup Congrats on last that. month. Thank you, sir. And, and then we've created a brand new beer called Cranky Woodsman, a nut brown ale, which has a lot of Minnesota ingredients. Uh, that's some maple syrup in there, some wild rice has a touch of smoke from the smoked malt that we use. So going back to your point, we're trying to kind of showcase the quality and consistency we've had for many years, but also offering something just a wee bit different. Damon, do you, uh, as head brewer, do you just okay those beers? Are you the final guy who says, go ahead, guys, you can make this? Or are these actual recipes that you're making? 
A lot of it is based around a collaborative approach. Okay. So, you know, we have a, a, a team of seven fantastic brewers. We have some wonderful people in the quality department up in the lab. We always come together. We vet the ingredients ahead of time. We're not going to be throwing stuff at the wall sure. in the hopes that something will stick. There's an awful lot of work that goes in in advance of actually producing a beer to make sure that it's fully vetted, that we're in good shape with the flavor. And uh, really, uh, my job is to just ensure that whatever we put out, it's going to adhere to the values, to the, the philosophy that we have as a brewer. And okay. again, that goes back to the quality, the consistency, the respect. Do you it. use your tap room as a testing station for these beers? We, we do some one-off beers on the pilot system. Mm -hmm. We have a small R&D system at the brewery, and we will showcase some of those beers at the Ratskeller. And we were trying to you know, solicit feedback from folks who will come to visit the brewery. We're a brewery. We, we need to sell beer, but we also want to sell beers that you know, will we'll resonate with the consumer, that, that, uh, you know, that are topical, that will maybe uh, strike a chord. Mm -hmm. And um, that's a great way of getting feedback. You're spot on because we can do it on a small scale, brew a couple of barrels, get the feedback we want, make some tweaks perhaps, and then roll with the big kit. And nothing's better feedback than having someone say, oh, I really like that beer. Oh, would you like another one? No, I want to switch to something else. Right. You know, that gives you the, okay, they're, they're giving me feedback right off the bat telling me they want to switch to something different, which is nothing's wrong with that, and you can't get that in other industries. Yours? Outside of I mean, delivery, too. I mean, you yeah, can't get boy, it. Well, well, thank you. Know, you. We, we've, we've, got, we've, got, <laughs> we've got some fantastic people at the brewery. <laughs> <laughs> Rivers, you're actually um, enjoying. Can you enjoy this. Now. Well, I'm glad you brought that up on yeah. the air, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, I was enjoying the fair. That's yeah, I've been yes. enjoying the fair uh, for about an hour and a half now. Um, uh, I, you, you mentioned something, too, about the consistency. And as a head brewer of a heritage brewery... A legacy brewery. Yeah. yeah I, I, uh, my, my question is always, I know that you have to try to not, not necessarily keep up. That's not the way I want to phrase this, but you have to observe what people might be interested in but at the same time, you want to stay consistent to what has made Summit such a legacy brewery over the years. How fine of a line is that to walk when you're trying to maybe find something new and creative at the same time being honest to, to, to the brands that have gotten you where you are? You know, I, I worked at Guinness for, for quite a few years. That's a brewery that's been around for 260 years. Sure. So I learned a lot about managing flavor profiles, taking an evolutionary approach to the flavor profile of a beer that's been around for a long time. And also tracking what consumer tastes are all about. Mm -hmm. And I think Summit is, is similar in many ways. It's a legacy brewery. It's been around for many years. It's been a, a trendsetter here in the, in, in, the, in the Midwest of the U.S. And a great example would be Extra Pale Ale. That beer has changed very, very slightly over the years because, of course, we're always working with an inherently variable ingredients. The hop crop can be different one year to the next. The barley may change a wee bit. We have to work with inherently variable ingredients, but yet produce a consistent pint every time. We're not like the wine blokes who can say, ah, it's a tough yeah, vintage, lads, right. come back next year, you know, you'll <laughs> be grand. Be come back next year, lads, it'll be much better, you know, it's been a tough year for the grapes. We can't do that as brewers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, wh what I learned from, a, from a, a young age in the industry, it, it's tough to, to build brands, it's tough to, to grow a brewery if beers are inconsistent. So we try and be as consistent as possible so that the consumer is assured of their purchase every time. But we also want to be responsive to changing tastes in the industry well yep. with, with that being said is it changing is it approaches. difficult to not follow some of these trends down these perhaps dead-end roads and and dabble in those in those areas i think it's a dangerous approach to to literally try and chase every new trend right. every new approach every new flash in the pan and i think breweries that do that they can struggle 
with growth and support long term. Sure. I think a lot of people like something new, like, like something innovative, like something a wee bit different, but they also they want something to hold on to. They want something that they've been a part of for a long time. And Mark Sturrer, our, our, our owner, president, founder, he says this a lot. Our customers built Summit Brewing Company. They built it because of the support for the brands, the community basis to the brewery, and their ongoing love for, for classical beers like Extra Pale Ale. So to me, it's a twin-track approach. We're, we're going to ensure that consistency of our established brands, and yet we're also going to provide something just a wee bit different every now and again. Too. And now that he's on the grounds, do you want to use his time with the microphone to ask for a raise <laughs> since he's within shouting distance? Yeah, well, you never know, right? Uh, <laughs> miracles happen every day, Chris. All right. Hang tight for just a quick moment. We're going to come back with our friends from Summit, courtesy of Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Uh, they do a fantastic job of uh, – I don't know if we're going to take a break quite yet. You know what? That's a good point. Why don't you ask him another question? I'm going to switch my headset, Mike. Well, I, had right. a, I had a question, if you, if you don't mind real quick. the uh, Another beer that you guys work on really hard and that has been somewhat of a, a big hit, I'd say, uh, recent, most recently, is Dakota Soul. And I know the, the ingredients that go into that – uh, are very specific in terms of where they come from and, and how you guys decided to assemble that beer. Can we talk a little bit about what went into that? You know, I like to tell people that hops are the spice of beer, yeast is the magic, water is the essence, but ultimately it's the malted barley that's the soul of any beer. Ah, I see. And with, with Dakota Soul, it, it's, it's, its heart and soul truly is from North Dakota. The, the variety of malt that we use, the Moravian 37, is grown on the family farm of, of Mark Sutter, our, our founder. It's then brought from North Dakota down to Rar Malting down in Shakopee, which is just outside the metro here. And then we bring it in-house to, to use in our beer. And it's a tricky malt to, to work with in the brew house. There are more modern varieties that are a little bit easier, that are more efficient, that are going to provide better yields for the, the farmer and the brewer. But we like the flavor that it provides in that Dakota soul. So it's essentially a, a Czech-style Pilsner, but it has its heart, it has its soul in North Dakota. And we still okay, let's hear more about that right after the break, okay? Yeah, uh, that's Mike Fratelloni. My name is Chris Reavers. You are live listening to the Beer Show at the Minnesota State Fair. We'll be right back. The only thing possibly more important than what beer you're drinking is where to get it from. Let's make a beer run with the guys from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits as 1500 ESPN's Beer Show now continues. That's right. We are live at the Minnesota State Fair. It's the Beer Show here on 1500 ESPN. It's Reavers. It's Fratelloni. It's our friends from Summit. Damien and, oh, boy, look who just stopped by. Mark Stutrud with Summit Brewing is here. God help us all. Wow, the biggest ovation we've had today. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Thank yeah? You. Thanks for inviting no, me. Oh, are you, you have an open invitation. You know that. Well, so, let me you ask shouldn't you, have said that. Well, <laughs> don't, don't, don't encourage him, Chris. So let me ask you a question. When, you're, when, you're, when you come out here, is it genuine joy because it's, because it's Minnesota? It's the state fair? You know, because it's not work. You've always said this, that you know, it's, this isn't work. Well, it's really true. I mean, uh, just to hang out with people and, oh, thank you. My mic is okay better now? Much better. Now we can hear you better <laughs> Okay. All right. I, yeah. Like my dad the floor would say, is yours, my, sir. My dad would say, "Straighten up right now, Stutrud." <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, it, it, this is, I think, the twentieth year that we've been at the state fair, and we started with three-two beer. Yep. And it was amazing that we even got in here with three-two beer, and then we had to make a special batch. We dedicated a tank for the state fair and the St. Saint Paul Saints. Okay. And we did a low-gravity version 
of the extra pale ale. Everybody swore it was strong, but it really was below 3.2. And it was because there were so many people whose palates weren't adjusted yet to? No, nah, there were so many, so many great brewers at the brewery. They were able to, you know. Sure. That's right. <laughs> Why am I thinking that I would just, if I owned Summit, I'd say, no, absolutely, it's 3.2. How would they ever have known? <laughs> right? <laughs> Seems like it's even faster just to go ahead and say, yeah, we made it 3.2. Go ahead, drink That's it up, right. folks. Yeah. yeah. Actually, as you mentioned that, I'm thinking I couldn't imagine spending an afternoon with you and Mike Vec. My God, I wouldn't make it home. Oh well, no, you would. (laughs) We would. uh, Let me let me put it this way: would make sure you'd get home. Oh, that's fantastic. So, Mark, this the the State Fair uh, 20 years ago was probably a big bump uh, in business. Today, is it still noticeable for you? I mean, is this do they do you sell a ton of beer at the State Fair, or is it you're just your empire so large? You it's just another. No, 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 no. This is a very, very important uh, gathering. It is. Okay. And uh, some of the extra pale ale, even though some people say, oh, it's pretty long in the tooth and Mm. traditional, it's the largest selling beer at At the the fair. Really? Wow. Wow. And we sell a lot of beer here. When when you're counting glasses. Mm. So we're not going to uh, give up on our customers and then working with Hank at Shanghai Henry's Mm. and Damien and the brewing crew to do something special for them. I mean, our relationship has really deepened over the years. Fantastic. You know, because, you know, 20 years ago, I mean, we, we, we had 3-2 extra pale ale at a half a dozen places. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, it was a different scene. And then when, I think it was 2007, when the fair changed their laws or regulations, because wine snuck in first. I don't know how the hell that happened. But anyway, um, when strong beer was okay, that's when things really ramped up. But we had had some established relationships with people that we just continue to cherish. Why sure. do you think that was? Why do you think there was such apprehension to allow beer stronger than 3-2 into the state fairgrounds? Well, a part of it has to do with public ownership. Okay. The St. Paul Saints, you know, the old Midway Stadium is another example of where all of that was 3-2 beer because it was property-owned, or city-owned property, Mm -hmm. excuse me. Um, And somehow Minnesota has kind of clung to some of the old attitudes of prohibition, Mm -hmm. you know, and you've got to be moderate and careful and everything else, and if you're in a beer garden, it probably should be sure. a sessionable ale. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool in, in a lot of ways. We were, you know, people talk about session ales today. We were the first 20 years ago. Right. What the heck? Yeah. Yeah. You're I love sessionable ales. Oh, well, absolutely. Yeah, I, I like to be able to have five beers and not be completely out but, of it. But the challenge is... They still need to have a lot of flavor, a lot mm-hmm. of character. Yeah, they can't just taste like water. Exactly. Yeah, they have to have a, a good That's, good that's where a good brewing technique comes in. Manny, can you turn on uh, Ryan's orange wireless mic? Sorry about that. I was just curious as to what the reception was to the beer the first year. I mean, did it surpass your expectations once you were able to finally get it in? You know, it, it really did because we were so different. Um, you know, we've been around for a good... Uh, almost 10 years by that time. People uh, knew what Extra Pale Ale was all about. So boom, all of a sudden you're at the State Fair. 
but a 3-2 uh, version of it. And they, yeah, it was pretty overwhelming. And that's why we were able to really grow with our relationships during that time. Because it was a pretty homogenous field, you know, at that point in time. It was Lineys, Miller, Budweiser, and it was all just basic, you know, American light domestic loggers mm -hmm. that were, you know, of low alcohol. So, Mark, I want to ask you a question, and this is the, uh, you know, because I'm a, I'm a bulldog journalist here by nature hosting <laughs> this beer show, but I'm always, I'm always curious uh, to get the perspective of guys just like you as far as where we're headed with craft beer, because if, if you could have told me where we would be in 2018, five years ago when we started this show, I would never have guessed this, and I'm talking about the extensive portfolio of selection, and oh, by the way, a lot of these places, yourselves included, that have become very popular and all, by the, by the way, along this entire path, have stayed true to their Minnesota roots. Where are we headed, whether it's Summit as a whole or whether it's the craft beer industry? Where is craft beer headed next? Okay. Have, have fun with that one there, Big Lack. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I might even have fun at the same time. Um, and you can completely lie to me, too, and I'm going to believe whatever you tell me. Do I have to make eye contact? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, first of all, it's a beautiful thing that we don't know what's going to happen. Fair, yeah. Otherwise, in a lot of ways, we wouldn't do it. You know, that's kind of the basis of entrepreneurship, of innovation, and I want to talk about true innovation, not experimentation, but understanding your craft and building on that foundation and offering something that's new, not only for ourselves, the organization, but then our customers. You know, that's our process. Yeah. We will not package anything that won't pass our own lips in something we don't enjoy, okay? That's our future. Sure. Now, whether or not somebody wants to be a part of our future, that's a big question. But I think, you know, one of the things when I, you know, get a little bit nostalgic, and I sigh, and I think at the end of the night, it might be midnight, I can't sleep, I don't know. We haven't moved the needle far enough when it comes to true beer culture. Really? Yeah, you know. Why, why do you why do you say that? I'm well, curious. In 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 a lot of ways, uh, when when I started the brewery back in the mid '80s, there was such a void of knowledge, appreciation, and sensory um, orientation of beer styles. That's what our whole mission was was to say, you know, there's all kinds of other beers out there other than a domestic light lager. Nothing wrong with those beers, no, but right. it's, a, it's a wide spectrum. But it's ironic that today a lot of people uh, have gotten into this exploration uh, journey to the point of where they've missed the classics. There are a lot of beer drinkers that really don't really understand what the heck a true Pilsner is all about. Okay, that's fair. That's totally fair. You know, I, I, I know a lot of beer drinkers where their whole sphere 
when they got into beer or craft beer or whatever you want to call it, they were into IPAs. Then they went to double IPAs. Then it went to triple IPAs. And they're just IPAs their world. That's just as narrow as drinking a light domestic lager. Yeah. I mean, why would you isolate yourself to such a tight boundary? You're saying that a lot of beer drinkers are typecast. <laughs> so I said that, so, not you, by so the way. So what's your goal? To have everybody, um, you know, try something. You know, you don't want to have everybody try something because in today's world, what we see brewers doing is a peanut butter porter with raisin bits in it. And you're thinking, oh, man. Oh, Damien just stuff? eyes is lit up. <laughs> He's like, with raisins? I never thought of adding raisins. Because you don't want, I can't imagine you love that in the industry. Well, you know, the whole thing is. The stunt th- beer. Th- this is where there's a lot of confusion. And, and this is why I'm talking about true beer culture. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of confusion with some beer drinkers today between experimentalism and true innovation. There's also confusion between intensity and complexity. And there are a lot of folks that have really missed the classics. Now, if I'm going to be a musician, I have to be trained, educated. Mm -hmm. I know what a musical score is all about. And I'm secretly talking about a formulation here. A, a real foundation. A real foundation. And I've got a score in my head before I even invite people to come together and rehearse mm-hmm. or trial brew. Sure. We, we know what direction we're going. A melody, a composition is predetermined. It's not like... Let's just see what happens. Let's see what happens. <laughs> let's let's put a label on it and call it something crazy. And well, see. it could be beer du jour, which mm. is cool, sure. you know. And I'm, you know, people can experiment if they've got a tap room in house, what have you. Oh, like a but mystery grab bag almost. Look at that T-shirt. Anyway, we can celebrate diversity with all the different beers. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that you know, the flavor profile quality that's all predetermined. So you you want brewers to be able to do it. And say, I want something to create. I want to create something that tastes like this because my skill range is there. Instead of brewers that, let's try something. Let's do this. Oh, this is what it turned out to be. Oh wow. Let's maybe let's throw this in a bottle and see what sticks. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Two, two different things. Anybody yeah. can do the second one. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But very few people have the skill. Damon has the type of skill to say, Oh, I want this beer to taste like this. Here's how you do it. Right. Well, that's a profession no. of brewing. Okay. You see, and this is where. We can separate, I guess, what you describe as amateurs to trained brewers that know how to deliver to their customers what they expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Stuttrud is the guest here with us from Summit Brewing along with Damon of uh, Summit Brewing, the head brewer over at Summit. And uh, they are here on behalf of Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, our friends who have been with us on this show since the very beginning, five plus years ago, and Ryan, you know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna be back with you guys in a minute here. But uh, I didn't even mention the fact that you guys are gonna have, even though we're here at the state fair, there will be tastings held at both of your stores. Yeah, this weekend we actually we're gonna do both of them on Saturday, three to five. So if you're not at the state fair, yep. you'd like to go uh, try some delicious Summit beer. We'll have that for free at both stores. Cool, three to five p.m. on Saturday, and again. I always talk about these great samplers. That bonfire box is no no uh, 
no exception here. Um, the the Cranky Woodsman, new edition. You've got an award-winning Keller Pills in there as well. Um, it's just one of those that you got to grab, especially That's really for Labor cool. Day weekend. That's really, really cool. All right, uh, if you guys are good on time, I want to step aside for just a brief moment, and we'll come back and we'll finish strong here. We are live at the Minnesota State Fair, the 2018 edition with Mike Fratelloni. My name is Chris Reavers. This, ladies and gentlemen, is, of course, The Beer Show. Final segment here of the Beer Show on 1500 ESPN. We are live at the 2018 Minnesota State Fair. It's Chris Reavers. It's Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Our buddies from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Ryan is here along with his beautiful baby boy here oh, at, at yeah, the, uh, the Minnesota uh, State Fair. Making his debut out here. You oh, you, you know have what I to. I don't like to see. What do, what do you see right now? Oh. You see my beautiful Uh-oh. girlfriend holding that baby. You know I had noticed someone's got baby. Fever. I know what uh, you guys are going to be up to <laughs> later today, uh, and our friends from Summit Brewing are here. Not with that cold. Mark, <laughs> Mark's not rude, and our buddy Damian, the head brewer at Summit Brewing. So, uh, you know, we haven't really promoted a whole lot of beer. We've been talking a lot of state fair, and Mike did mention our Oktoberfest at the very beginning of the show. But what else is new at Summit? Well, we just got done uh, remodeling our Rad Skeller. Oh man! Now Rad Skeller. It's kind of a funny word for some people who don't understand it, but essentially it's a beer hall. Yeah. And, you know, we're kind of uh, German-centric, you know, with that 100% copper brew house that we shipped over from Germany from a little brewery that closed in Upper Bavaria, and uh, we've plugged that into the, what I say, the new brewery, but it's been 20 years for sure. crying out loud, yeah, you yeah. know. Oh, Lord. You know, so anyway, when you walk into our public space, you see this beautiful copper brew house, which, you know, really is becoming quite rare these days. I think that's an understatement, actually. Yeah. I don't see it. Yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, brew house uh, fabricators went to stainless steel in the mid-'70s because, I mean, you can wear out a copper vessel after cleaning it for 80 years and Mike certainly knows that because he's got all this stuff to sell you to clean a copper pot. Absolutely. <laughs> and but other than that um, you know we're we're pretty traditional classical again some people say nostalgic but uh, back in the early 90s I was going through classified ads of German brewing journals looking for a certain <laughs> size of a 100% copper brew house and this equipment was built in 1971. It was a new addition uh, to a brewery that was in this small village. This brewery had been around for 200 years. And they closed because there was nobody in the family that wanted to keep it going. Huh. We bought the equipment, shipped it over, and actually put it in storage for two years before we broke ground of the new brewery in 1997. Wow. Then when we bought this equipment, we also got the floor plans of this addition that was built onto this old brewery in Germany in 1971. So when you drive into our parking lot and you look at the brew house through the windows and it's superimposed where it's got two other stories above it with a malt silo, that's actually what you saw in Germany. So, March really? is pretty sweet. Let me ask you a question. You know, you obviously had a plan, um, and you had an idea, and you had a vision back in 1986. Did you think in 2018 this is where you would be? 
No, and I didn't know I was going to be working with Damien myself either. <laughs> it's been, it's just, it's a joy. This goes back to that journey. Yeah. It's a, it's a damn good thing that we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But number one, you need to have a plan. You want to have a sense of direction. You stick to your values, your ethics, and what you do for a living through your heart and soul. And you just keep going. I cannot tell you how much that's resonating with me right now. So thank you <laughs> no, for saying that. Just, just, just be wary of that, the, the Norwegian patty convert. The, you know, the <laughs> get a little out of control. So. You know, I, I do see something. I know you a little bit now, Mark. And you, it seems like nothing you do is half-assed. It's all thought out. You are full ass. No, but it, it, it means just when you were telling the story about the he purchase of your, your copper equipment. That's a deep, memorable thing that means something to you. Yeah. Um, yeah that's, guys yes. like me, I go on to Craigslist to find the cheapest one from <laughs> some guy who wasn't you. It just we're different, right? And that's maybe why your company has created such a name for itself and such high-quality products for, but, for but the Mike, years. Mike, that goes back to the original conversation we had earlier mm-hmm. in the show about that belief in quality and respect, tradition and consistency. And there's no half measures taken at the brewery, whether sure. it's... Buying equipment, whether it's nothing's rushed. Buying ingredients, you know, occasionally they let a lunatic like me in on the show. But uh, <laughs> in general, we try to hire the best people we can. It goes back to those core values, that core philosophy of really trying to create the best pint possible and doing it on a consistent basis. So, okay, Mark, if you, if someone, if it's crazy, it is someone turned twenty-one today and they've never had a summit. What do you want them to go taste today? Oh. From He's, you. How much time do I have? Well, yeah, they're only going to have one beer, so not too one much time. Yeah. They're, they're 21, but they're kind of weenies because they didn't. I'm really, answering that. I'm yes. saying EPA. What about an Oktoberfest? You? you would uh, EPA or Keller Pills. Keller Pills. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And damn, that's tough, you know, because then they think of the oatmeal stout. Mm. Um. You know, and, and, and it also you have to understand the person you're talking to a little bit because we all have different thresholds of uh, sensitivity of different flavor compounds. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, we have preferences that either we picked up from our parents or it's a part of our DNA or we still haven't not explored some other flavors. So... EPA, yeah, what the absolutely. Hell? I mean, it would be a pretty good. It's it's the classic, the quintessential Midwestern. It's balanced. It it's it it has the complete dance. You know, balance to Damien and I. If you were asked us to um, define that, balance to me means that out of the four ingredients, you know, and water can impact flavor to a certain extent. Sure the mouthfeel, a number of things. But the yeast provides character. The hops are like a spice. Malt is the soul of beer. And none of those elements should really dominate. You should have like a dance in your mouth Mm -hmm. that starts out with aroma, the first flavors you experience, to what's in the middle and what's in the finish. And if you have just this singularity intensity or nothingness, mm-hmm. to me it's the same. Sure. 
I want to have a dance. And that's what balance is all about. And EPA really is a well, a very nice beer along those lines. And so in 30 years, you've seen that nothingness go to over-the-top-edness in terms of these hazy IPAs and, you know, these, these New England-style IPAs. However, you know, I, I, I still feel like as, as an owner of a couple liquor stores that we're still seeing your beer, you know, EPA, Saga, those beers are still selling a lot more than some of these experimental beers, which I think is, is great because sometimes we kind of hear the vocal minority talking about these overhyped and, and sometimes uh, off beers, right? But Experimental. Exactly. But, I, you know, it's important to know that, and, and you know this because you just said EPA still is the number one selling craft beer here at the fair. So overall, you know, people are, are still buying uh, quality beers, especially from Summit, and I think that's a testament, again, to, to what you guys have created here and the, and the overall, the overriding trend that you've set. Well, we have to deliver what people expect. We need to make sure that each experience that they have with EPA, our Keller Pills, our Oatmeal Stout, it matches to what they had previously. And that's difficult to do when you're brewing on a small scale. And, and always remember, as, you know, as the only bloke here at the table from across the pond, in, in the UK, <laughs> in Germany... In the Czech Republic and Belgium, there's no craft beer scene. It's just beer. Right. So as we see the palate, as we see the industry mature here in the States, it's my belief we'll see our craft beer industry evolve to the point where we'll be more similar to the expectations of the consumer. Right. So we're in like in the wild companies. teenage years of the American craft beer craft scene. Craft beer right has now. really only been around for about 40 years here in the United right. States. Yeah. yeah. And we, and we lost a hell of a lot of beer culture because of prohibition. Yep. It's We're playing catch-up. It's, it's been an educational process since then. But we know? don't have purity laws, so we can go ahead and do whatever we want to in America, which yeah. may be great or may not be great. Well, just, just because you can, Mike, doesn't mean you should. Well, you know, I've said that line <laughs> a lot of people. But the should Sometimes decide that. it's well worth it. Yeah, yeah the free will. market may decide it, exactly. I'm oh. thinking of hardware all of a sudden. There and boundaries. Yeah, <laughs> You're thinking of a whole new wing and a whole new section inside of one of the Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Garden stores. 21 locations. There you go. Thank you. It's like I've been listening to your ads for the last five years. Uh, Ryan, you did want to bring on a, another guest before we do run out of time. Yeah, we've got another. Well, we had a, we have a quick pop-in from the, the boys over in Wisconsin. Okay. Lakefront out of Milwaukee. Uh, we got we have Jerry here and, uh, and Derek just to talk about uh, what, what they've got going on at the fair here briefly, too. Yeah, so check it out. It's Jerry from Lakefront Brew. I'm here with Derek. And uh, make sure you guys head to the uh, Great Minnesota Get Together. Head down to Coasters at Carnes and Liggett and check out a Funnel Cake Cream Ale, so a fun beer that we, we brewed exclusively for the Minnesota State Fair. Uh, honestly, yeah, Jerry, it is uh, pretty fun to make. It's the first lactose beer that we've ever done. Uh, we've never actually even tried to do that. But Minnesota State Fair said, hey, make us a beer that tastes like a funnel cake. And shucks, we did it. So where is it located? Where can I find it again? Coaster. At Coaster Spear Garden at the corner of Carnes and Liggett. I think Not too far from ESPN. I right was here. just going to say, I think I've made a few appearances over at Coasters over the years. Awesome. That's really cool. So, and and uh, it's it's going to be there throughout the throughout the run, and this is the only place I'm going to be able to get it. Only place. Coaster's Beer Garden, Carnes and Liggett, Minnesota State Fair. Awesome. Thank you, fellas. Yeah, thanks, guys. So there's a, there's a lot to try out here. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's not just from Minnesota, of course, but our friends across the border as well, and well, and the Lake guys Front, at Lakefront you know, really do a good job. Absolutely. They've been doing a good job. So yeah. funnel cakes too. are big in, in 
Wisconsin. Did you know that, right? Yeah. We Bigger have than mi- brandy? No, no. We have mini uh, donuts here. Wait a minute. Funnel wait a minute. That's you know their what we're big doing? Thing. What? Summit Brewing next year at the State Fair. The French fry beer. Oh. Dip it in ketchup. <laughs> we, don't, uh, we don't have to bring the French over to brew it. Do we? <laughs> I think Damo just That's a good little. point. Bloody frogs. <laughs> I'm trying to think what gimmick beer would Mark ever okay. But you know what? I guarantee they've they've approached you or whatever, and you've said, no, we're not. We're not. Yeah, we're, the we're, sweet we're not. Martin's cookie beer. Uh, <laughs> you know what? If you can do that, go for it. Those, are, those things are delicious. <laughs> I was thinking about a lutefisk. Wash Ooh. in the mash. Oh, yeah. man. Nope, nope, nope. That sounds lovely. Yeah, yeah, that sounds interesting. Lovely. Yeah. That'd be an interesting twist. Yeah. I, I it, couldn't it, imagine the smell. Delightful <laughs> lads. Yeah. I guarantee you it would be dry, not sweet. Yeah, well, you'll be the only bloke drinking it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start using the word bloke, bloke. by the way. I'm really going to start using the from here You're on. You're going to get punched. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, honest to God, though, on behalf of uh, all of us here at 1500 ESPN and the Hubbard Radio Network, Mark, you've been a great friend of both. This radio station, and more importantly, this show over the last five years, and I cannot tell you personally how much that's meant. So, thank you, thank you so thank much you. for making time for us, and uh, we truly appreciate the relationship. And honestly, here's to 32 more years of continued success for you guys at Summit Brewing. Cheers, cheers, yeah, we'll absolutely. Drink, we'll drink to that. Thanks, absolutely. Chris. And uh, as Mark had mentioned, and and as Damien had mentioned, by the way, Summit EPA is the number one craft beer being sold here at the Minnesota State Fair, and that's because. You can get it everywhere because it's a fantastic brew. So cheers, my friend. Thank you. You got it, absolutely. And uh, let's mention really quick, too, uh, two tastings, both locations, this Saturday from 3 to 5 in Minneapolis, South Minneapolis at the corner of Hiawatha and 42nd, and in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street, downtown White Bear Lake. Summit Brewing is the featured guest. Yeah, you got it. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, you got oh, it. Great. Like I nailed it. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, what, uh, what are we going to be sampling? Is, are we going to dabble into the Oktoberfest since it's that time of the year? Yeah, I think so. And I think you know we're definitely going to open up that bonfire box, that, that, that Sweet. current sampler that they have out right now. Sweet. Um, you know, again, that, that Cranky Woodsman, everything I've heard about, I have not had a chance to try it yet. But what I've heard is that it's a fantastic beer and, um, you know, it's Summit. So it probably is. Yeah, right. It's, you can't go wrong. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things, too. In fact, honest to God. Roycey, he's trying to put together like a, 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 a not a going away party, but a, a party for the staff and whatnot, and he doesn't drink. So he said, what should I buy? And I said, Pat, just go get a Summit sampler pack. Go get a couple of things. He, he's not, he doesn't drink. So I said, you cannot go wrong. You just get that and people will consume it because, A, it's got the quality label and it's going to be good beer. But those are the those are the go-tos, especially this time of the year in the summertime. Yeah, absolutely. So check out those tastings, 3 to 5, both stores simultaneously on Saturday. And if you're not at the State Fair, yeah. you're not at our tasting, then go to the Rat Skeller. Oh, that, man. I mean, that, that, that new tap room. Yeah. Tap. Everyone needs to check it out. It, it really is. Uh, so thank you, Ryan, and thank you, uh, uh, thank you, by thank the you. way, too, for the five years and the great relationship. And uh, Cheers, here's man. to here's to five more uh, <laughs> here on the beer Are show. Are we going to have an extra beer ESPN. show this weekend? Oh yes, uh, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday we're going to be live at at the uh, Carousel Park stage, right behind us here from one until two. Uh, myself and Mike Fredoloni and anybody else that wants to join us is more than welcome to. Uh, but well, it's going to be cool. Anybody. It's We're gonna, not gonna let no, anybody. We'll put like Rick from yeah. Minneapolis on. What well, the hell? What do we and, care? Uh, and, and maybe do we want to talk about that? The beer show is like still running. We're going. Yes. We're go- Yeah. This is not. Yeah. The this, beer show is not, not going stopping. anywhere. Yeah. Uh, we have finalized. Uh, we have finalized the fact that the beer show will remain on here at 1500 ESPN in one form or another. We might be the longest running show on this station here pretty soon. Don't uh, don't jinx yourself. God, well, there we go. This is probably the last one. <laughs> 
But uh, but yeah, here's here's to five more years of the beer show. That's for sure. Michael, thank you so much for, uh, for this week. You're the best, Reavers. Uh, and for everyone here that has helped us out this evening, we really appreciate it. We are live at the Minnesota State Fair, and we will be again, as Mike mentioned, this Saturday from one to two p.m. and again uh, next Thursday night, right here from the fifteen hundred ESPN stage at the Minnesota State Fair. For Mike Fratelloni, for our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, my name is Chris Reavers. We'll talk to you again next Thursday night. Until then, cheers. On November 13th, it's the dawning of a new era when the NFL debuts in Germany live on NFL Network. Brady and the Bucks. Touchdown, Tampa Bay! DK and the Seahawks. Puts the ball up. Wake up and watch with the world. It's Sunday morning football. Live from Munich. Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network.